constitutional carry legislation to remove the requirement for Texas gun owners to hold a permit from the state in order to carry their firearms has finally been signed into law. The bill's passage was one of few conservative victories during the most recent legislative session, but the fight began long before this year. I'm Brandon Waltons with Texas Scorecard, and this is an inside look at how priority gun legislation finally passed the Texas legislature in 2021. You are listening to The Autopsy Files by Texas Scorecard, a production of 1836 Studios. Constitutional carry has been a top priority for the Republican Party of Texas and gun owners across the Lone Star State for a long time. One person who has been fighting on the front lines is Rachel Malone. I'm Rachel Malone. I'm Texas Director of Gun Owners of America. Um, GOA is the no-compromise gun rights organization. Uh, We strongly believe that uh, the power of the grassroots is what can change public policy. Um, The power of the grassroots is what we need to to enact gun rights, to, to stand up for our right to keep and bear arms. At the top of those priorities, constitutional carry. One of our biggest priorities um, in all the states in which we're active has been to pass constitutional carry legislation to get rid of that, uh, that grievous law that says you have to go get a permit before you can simply peaceably carry your handgun. And so that's what I've been working on my entire time with GOA Texas, and I'm so thrilled at the results of this past session. In fact, constitutional carry was the first legislative priority approved by delegates to the Republican Party of Texas's convention. At the time, the Republican Party of Texas had never heard of legislative priorities. They didn't have any. And so we had to pioneer that concept and then say you should do a priority and it should be constitutional carry. So we got that passed in 2014 at the convention and then came back around to the legislature in 2015. And um, Jonathan Stickland filed a bill. And Don Huffines filed a bill in the Senate. So we, we had those bills filed in the House and the Senate. Um, they didn't even so much as get a hearing. The legislature thought that they could just buy us off and give us licensed open carry to say, if you have a license, you can carry however you want to. They thought they could buy us off and, and without giving us actual constitutional carry. And what they discovered is it didn't work. Grassroots activists kept up the pressure, even as traction for the bill appeared to wane in the Texas legislature. In 2019, for example, the bill was sent by then-Speaker of the House Dennis Bonin to a committee led by Democrat State Representative Pancho Navarez, where it wasn't even given a hearing. Bonin himself even referred to supporters of the legislation as fringe gun activists. And that same year, well, the legislation wasn't even filed in the Texas Senate. So, entering the legislative session at the beginning of 2021, the fight to pass the bill looked mm, uphill. And, and I'll be honest, at the beginning of the session this year, I looked back and I said, you know, we've worked on this for so many years and we still haven't gotten anything to the floor. But we, we one time, one chamber, we had one committee hearing and that was back in 2017. We didn't even get that much in 2019. And so it was really easy at the beginning of session to be discouraged and say, well, should we even keep trying? But the only answer is yes, of course, we have to keep trying. What else are we going to do? Give up and just say our rights aren't worth it because they're always worth it. As the session began, numerous bills began to be filed in the House to remove the permit requirement to carry handguns. And the Senate State Senator Drew Springer filed similar legislation. 
When committee assignments were announced in early February in the Texas House, new hope appeared for passing the bill. Instead of appointing a Democrat to chair the Homeland Security and Public Safety Committee that had traditionally blocked constitutional carry legislation in the past, Speaker Dade Phelan appointed State Representative James White instead. Now, White was a known supporter of constitutional carry. In fact, he had previously filed a bill to implement it in a previous session. He was joined on the committee by four other Republicans, all of which had been endorsed by Gun Owners of America. Ultimately, it was State Representative Matt Schaefer's House Bill 1927 that made its way out of the committee and onto the House floor. We had Representative Schaefer, who ended up being his bill that moved forward, and he devoted so much time and so much energy to preparing for this debate. And if anybody watched that debate on the floor, you know that Matt Schaefer didn't just wake up that morning and say, you know, let's just go say a few things on the House floor and get it passed. He had studied, he'd done his homework, he defended our right to keep and bear arms. And I think getting that momentum, seeing that, um, seeing how much of the House he had with him, with a bipartisan coalition, that's what really set the wheels turning and just, that was the tipping point. On Thursday, April 15th, after several hours of debate and attempts by opponents to derail the legislation, the bill was passed by the House on a vote of 84 in support and 56 in opposition. But while most Democrat efforts to amend the bill were rebuffed, so too were some efforts by Republicans to strengthen the bill. One amendment that would have lowered the age from 21 to 18, for example, was strongly rebuked. Notably, the lone Republican to vote against the bill was State Representative Morgan Meyer from Dallas, while some Democrats like State Representative Leo Pacheco and Terry Canales joined Republicans in support of the bill. With the legislation having passed its first major hurdle, attention quickly turned to the other chamber. Just a few days after the bill's passage in the Texas House, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, who leads the Texas Senate, said he didn't think the issue had the votes to make it through the chamber. So when when Dan Patrick came out with the statements about he wasn't sure if there were enough votes in the Senate, it just felt like a lot of deja vu. Because in the beginning of 2015, uh, the the year that we ended up passing licensed open carry, uh, Pat, Dan Patrick came out and said, you know, I think we can do campus carry. You know, we believe in the right to keep up our arms. We're going to do campus carry. Almost instantly, activists began to light up senators' phone lines, demanding to know which Republicans were secretly blocking the bill behind the scenes. Then the Senate began to act. Seemingly overnight, Dan Patrick created a new committee called the Special Committee on Constitutional Issues, the only bill referred to the committee was House Bill 1927, the constitutional carry bill that had passed the House just the week prior. Patrick then promised a vote on the issue in the Senate, even if it didn't have the votes to pass, a move that would be considered highly unusual in the chamber, where normally authors must show they have the votes to pass their bill before it's even brought up for consideration. A lot of miracles, but a lot of just elbow grease and hard work and showing up and people being tuned in and knowing what was happening well enough to make the phone calls. The people made it a priority. You know, it might not have been the Senate's priority. The people made it a priority. And this, they forced the Senate to also make it a priority and pass it. And that's exactly, that's exactly our job that we need to be doing. On May 5th, the bill finally passed on an 18 to 31 party line vote in the Senate. 
Due to amendments added in the Senate, the bill had to be sent to a conference committee, where members from both the House and the Senate worked to come to an agreement on which version of the bill would ultimately be sent to the governor. On May 24th, with just one week left in the session, the bill finally received approval by both chambers. In a signing ceremony at the Alamo on June 17th, Governor Greg Abbott ceremoniously gave his approval to seven pro-gun bills, including constitutional carry, making Texas the 21st state where law-abiding citizens would not be forced to receive a permit from the state in order to exercise their Second Amendment rights. Uh, HB 1927, the constitutional carry bill, will go into effect September 1st. And I want to remind everybody to make sure you know the law. Uh, contrary to some of the naysayers and some of the hopefuls who, who said this bill is going to let everybody carry all guns everywhere, it doesn't do that. Um, you know, we, we still have work to do in Texas. So make sure you know the laws. Make sure you don't inadvertently uh, break those laws. We have some resources on our website. If you go to gunowners.org slash Texas, you'll see some write-ups. You'll see some FAQ and explanations of what does it do at a broad level. The work for protecting those rights, however, is not over. For Texas, we've got to address the, quote, gun-free zones, which are anything but gun-free. The places where you and I and everyday Texans are not allowed to carry our handguns, that's where criminals go Um, to carry out mass attacks because they know that's where they can probably attack the most number of people before they're stopped. So we've got to address the issue of the, quote, gun-free zones. And then I think we need to take a hard look at a lot of smaller areas, I'm going to be smaller bills, at the intersection of Fourth Amendment rights and gun rights. Um, So, you know, your right uh, to, to be safe against unreasonable searches and seizures. Uh, And that's a very, very important right for gun owners. Though the path for passing constitutional carry has been long, it was only by the pressure of citizen activists across the state that the bill has finally become a reality. Thank you for listening to The Autopsy Files by Texas Scorecard. You can find more great stories and journalism at texasscorecard.com. If you like this production, leave a like and review on whatever podcasting platform you listen on. 